Hello out there, breadwinners. This is Regina, and you are listening to Office Politics Radio, a podcast dedicated to helping you with your work life. You can get in touch with me and find out more about me and my show at officepoliticsradio.com. You can also follow the links to my Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn pages, or you can email me directly at Regina at officepoliticsradio.com. Jeremy Weiss here. Today we have Regina Romeo. She's blessed uh, to have, I'm blessed to have her and have her allow me to join her. And she has more than 20 years of experience in human resources. Regina has a degree in psychology and criminal justice, uh, a master's and as a PhD candidate. She has been an expert witness for the past nine years in cases all over the country. And she is host of officepoliticsradio.com. Her philosophy is this is HR, not ER. Although sometimes you cannot tell the difference because she has dealt with everything from bomb threats to workplace violence to people using a conference room as a bedroom. And uh, today's episode is brought to you by ReginaRomeoConsulting.com. If you are an HR professional and want to learn more about how to get started as an expert witness, contact Regina and she can give you the first few steps to help get your business off the ground. If you're already advanced, she can give you steps to get to the next level. Regina, thank you for letting me join you. Thank you, Dr. Journey. So this time you know, episode, we have a bunch of crazy termination stories. So if you haven't checked <laughs> out those episodes, check them out because they are amazing. Uh, never ceases to amaze me what you have had to deal with. Um, <laughs> and this one is going to be the sexy topics of stalking and weapons. Okay. So would you okay. rather start with people coming to work with weapons and the policy or stalking? Um, we could talk policy related to weapons right. first. Sure. Tell me about weapons policies or lack thereof. Well, in general, weapons policies, especially these days, are very necessary. So when you're on your employer's premises, um, sometimes you'll walk into other places like a courthouse or something that says, you know, you can't bring weapons in here, basically. And that's based on the policy that they have about where you can and can't have your weapon. So whether you're in an open carry state or a concealed carry state, um, California has a concealed carry weapons permit that you can get. But even with that, there are restrictions, I guess you could say, on whether or not you can bring those weapons into work. So in my my travels, in one of the um, agencies that I worked for, we didn't have a weapons policy, Mm. but we had a lot of people who had handguns. Mm. And so I would get calls probably, geez, like every other week, you know, this person has a handgun, you know, or this person and not, not our peace officers, not people who are, you know, not the, not the police or fire or anything like that, but people who are just, you know, I'm going to go work at my desk. I'm an accountant. They have a permit, but because we didn't have a policy about not having weapons on, um, the property on, 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 on our facility, um, people would just bring their weapons to work and there's not really anything that you can do. So there was, you know, some great debates about, safety um about if something happened and people wanting to be armed and ready and and i've been through a few of those situations where where i've had you know i've been locked down before where we had um, a bomb on site where you had a 
unsavory character kind of be on the lookout and then the person actually showed up in the office and those types of things because i think in in someone's heart they they're like you know something where to go down i want to be able to protect the people around me which is a very you know noble gesture but at the same time when you're in that situation and you're not trained um it's not the same, you know, it's just, it's, it's not, it's, you're highly emotional, you know, you haven't been trained like you would if you went to an academy to bring a firearm or something else into a situation. So not having a weapons policy, not just for firearms, because I didn't really care, you know, as an HR person, I'm like, I don't really care about your guns. You know, it's, it's, it's all the other things that fall under the weapons umbrella. So you're, I mean, you could technically bring a machete to work if you wanted to, you know, and bring knives and guns and Peel your other apples. things. Pretty mm-hmm. much, you know, <laughs> anything that you wanted to, to consider a weapon, we didn't have anything restricting people's possession of that on on our property. So it became, um, you know, knock on whatever. We never had an incident. We didn't have anybody, you know, coming on to... Um, into one of our offices or anything with any type of threatening behavior. But for those types of things, it's like, okay, I know it's just a matter of time, you know, before something happens, because we do, you know, every, everybody at work now does, you know, like active shooter drills. And if there's somebody in the building, um, how to call for help, where to hide, those types of things. You have mm. door stops, you have, you know, hammers you're supposed to have so you can knock out the the lower corner of your window, that type of thing to get out of the building. But, you, you know, it's, it's it's one thing to go through that situation in a drill and then it's another thing to go through it in real life. So I'm always, you know, hopefully leaning leaning on professionals to come in and take care of those things versus, you know, the person that I have coffee with because I just um, unless you've been in that type of a situation before and you have that that training, I would much rather have a professional handle that situation. Right. Have you had it happen had it occurred where someone had to who someone who brought their gun in drew it for whatever reason or has it no, not been an issue? No. Um ninety nine percent of the places I've worked have yeah. restrictions on Got being it. able to possess it anyway. Yeah. So what are some things people should know? As far as like, I imagine not all workplaces have an active shooter drill or something. Mm -hmm. What are some things people should know about that, of what to do? Um, What I would do is to contact topical because you know that happens on every happen like yeah every day. Um, I would contact your HR office. Every HR either has or should have um, a risk manager or a safety officer, Mm. and that person is basically responsible for making sure not just you know. The, the extreme situations, but just just your day-to-day safety is looked at. So whether you have um, someone on site that provides security for you or someone who walks around, you know, and drops in your office a couple times a day or whatever, the security officer and the risk manager work with your insurance companies and they provide that type of training usually for free where they'll give you active shooter training. They'll give you workplace safety training. They'll give you, you know, anything from your basics like you know, ergonomics, you know, all the way up through Mm -hmm. extreme situations of having active shooters, because it's really about having a healthy workplace and promoting um, just workplace safety. And it's important that everybody knows what to do. Just the same way we used to do fire drills, you know, when you're a kid and you're, you know, this is what happens during a fire drill in elementary school or whatever. That also carries through to your workplace, knowing how to get out of your building safely or to 
you know, barricade yourself in some some place, you know, that may, maybe you work on the 10th floor and it's not practical to go out of the window, obviously. Right. Um, but knowing where the safe zones are and how to escape the building is something that you should know mm. before you actually have to know it. Yeah. Anything that surprised you about the active shooter drills? Like, I, I have no idea about holding a hand, carrying or having a hammer nearby. And, you know, what's what's something like that people should know that... Um, yeah. So in one of the trainings that I went to, they told us to have a hammer by, and I worked on the first floor. So they told us to have a hammer by your window. So if there is an active shooter and you can't get out of your office through the front door, that you knock out like one of the lower corners of the window and then the whole window will shatter. But mm. you need something like a hammer to do that. Cause you know, on TV, they show you like, you show people throwing a chair through the window or something like that. It's like, well, that's not really practical. You so, could use your kung. You know, moves <laughs> you're right you know if you could just you know martial arts your way out of the window or something so for those of us that aren't that gifted then you take a hammer and knock out the bottom part of the window so that the whole thing will shatter and you could get out safely interesting wow never knew that um so anything else around weapons before we get to stalking um any other interesting weapons stories well, there's always interesting weapon stories, I guess. But, well, keep in mind that um, anything can be considered a weapon, you mm. know. So it, it depends on how you use it. So under the law, you could turn a pen into a weapon, you know. It could be, it could be a stapler or something like that. So when we talk about weapons, it's about being mindful mm. about what the entire scope of, you know, weaponry is considered and why you would or would not be either fired from your job or, you know, cause it's th the way that the law defines assault and battery, they're two separate things. So I don't even have to really touch you in order to assault you. Sure. Um, but if you feel threatened or whatever, then that's considered assault as far as the law is concerned. Mm. Battery is when I actually hit you, mm. but you know, we, we, don't, we may not get that far, but to just know, um, just to be aware of your surroundings, be aware of what resources are available to you, um, whether you've been a victim of violence or you think someone has, you know, is giving off signs that they may have a violent episode is to make sure that you verbalize that to someone in your office just to keep things safe. And I would rather have people come in with their suspicions and have me kind of look into it a little bit deeper versus something going on. And then later they're like, oh, well, you know. This person was talking about doing this or this, and I never said anything. Have you had to witness a in-office, like, actual physical altercation at all, or have things been diverted? Um, I know. I, yeah, I've seen fights at work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes. And I, it's not funny, but it's only funny because it's only happened a couple times, but it was before I worked in human resources and we were, you know, the... the swing shift and there were these two girls that i don't know what they were fighting over exactly um but they physically got they got into a physical fist fight mm. like right in the middle of our office and wow. it's just like wow that's something you don't it's kind see of shocking today. yeah it is it is so the other ones i've been involved with is kind of like from the investigative side i didn't actually witness it but right. when you're actually watching people you know fight each other it's just like what in the world so like a high school cafeteria yeah. or something exactly um so what about stalking you had uh you had the stalking incident um yeah i've had i've had a few so um i've had a few where um someone has been 
involved with somebody at work, you know, and then things go bad, they break up or whatever, and then kind of um, some inappropriate behavior starts. So some situations where either the person is showing up in that person's office, they're waiting outside for them um, Mm. at their car, you know, in the parking lot. And one incident I didn't witness personally, but we had someone, you know, they broke up and he brought a bunch of knives to work and left them on her desk, you know, and had to... pretty threatening. Um, yeah, you know, and so but why would you leave a weapon for them to stab you? But that, that's another story. I think by then you've probably just lost. It's touch. like, here's the knife you, know, you could stab me with. No. You know, you're already kind of not well anyway. Right, yeah. And either you're mad or you want to threaten that person or you want the, you know, you want that person to hurt as much as you are or whatever the situation is. Right. But all of this goes down at work. So in addition to, you know, in this particular place, we did have a policy about weapons at work. So we were able to enforce that policy, but also, um, when there's something that goes down like that, we usually will contact law enforcement and then criminal charges could potentially be filed as well. So in addition to losing your job, you know, you might also lose your freedom depending on what the situation is. And these are just the things that we see at work. So who knows, you know, how much other activity there was outside of work or things that we didn't know about that could become a part of that person's case. So it's it's just unfortunate because there you know, you try to be mature and professional at work. And then if things go sideways, they go sideways. It is what it is. But at the same time, the reaction that some people have, that's sometimes unpredictable. You just want to, um, again, verbalize those things to ensure your own safety. Because sometimes people are just embarrassed or they don't want to say anything. And it's like, I'd rather know about it than not. Yeah. Even if nothing ever happens, you know, I'd rather know. Something yeah, you're just aware. Potential. Yeah. And there was something with uh, an extreme amount of times of calling that I want to hear the story oh. too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I had another situation where um, I had these two guys that worked together. And long story short, um, everybody had everybody else's phone number. Just the nature of their work was um, such that you needed to get in contact with another person. And it got to the point where this person w- became like obsessed, I guess is a good word with their training officer. So he would call him a couple times a day during work, but then also on the weekends and at night and when they're not on duty. And it got to the point where the training officer came in and said, I think this person is stalking me. And I was like, okay. So he played these voicemails for me that the person had left, which just sounded really bizarre. You know, when somebody calls you and they're like either really tired or they're really intoxicated and they're not making any sense at all. He had several of those. Hmm. And then the person also had called him within like 48 hours. I think he had called him like 63 times or something, wow. it was 60 something times. So he showed me his phone and he was like, these are all the missed calls, you know, and I told him, you know, to stop calling me or whatever and I called the person in and you know I was like you know have you been calling so and so he's like yeah you know I just call him you know for work stuff or whatever and I was like well how many times you know are you calling him you know because there's it's all hours of the day and night you know midnight or, or better and he just 
I said, look, I've seen the call log. You called over 60 something times. And that's just the ones that he didn't erase, you know, that you've that you've called over 60 something times over the neck over the last, you know, couple days. So I just need to know what's going on because you never know if people are involved. And then you hear one side of the story right. and, then you know, you don't get the So you got to kind of fully vet the story before, you know, you, you make any decisions about what you're going to do. So he was like, well, yeah, maybe, you know, that, that might have been a little excessive. And I'm like, uh huh. What was so, there was no good explanation for it? No. No. Just and he because? was doing it up, up through the time that the person had first complained, all the way up through the time that I had brought the person in. You know, even though the person that was receiving the phone calls had told me that he told him not to call him anymore unless it's, you know, a hundred percent work related and it's, you know, absolutely necessary. But he just kinda kept up with that behavior. So did he stop after bringing him to see you or what ended up happening? Um, well, he was released, you know, okay. sent, sent on his way um, because we do have um, policies about treatment of your coworkers, you know, mm-hmm. and, and being professional in the workplace. And yeah. he and there based on his on. yeah, and based on his response, he wasn't going to stop because he didn't see anything wrong with it. Mm-hmm. And those are the ones where it's just like, you know, if you don't get it, then there's not really anything that I can say or do at that point, because you've are you don't if you think you're doing something wrong then you're like hey you know what you're right i shouldn't have done this or i shouldn't have done that and then you try to have some type of remorse about it and it, you know what it'll never happen again i didn't get that from him mm. so too many good stories um <laughs> so <laughs> thanks regina i appreciate it everyone should check out regina romeo consulting.com especially if you want expert witness Uh, and want to learn more or get to the next level. Thanks, Regina. Thanks, sir. If you've been enjoying the show, tell a friend and share my links all over your social media because the best endorsement is word of mouth, and that's how I grow my audience. Also, take a moment to go onto iTunes and leave me a rating review so other people that we don't know that we're not friends with yet can also find my show. All right, breadwinners, that's it for me for now. Thank you very much for listening in and keeping in touch. I read everything that you submit and I appreciate all of your feedback and your comments. You can find me online at officepoliticsradio.com. My site has links to all of my social media platforms as well as my contact information. If you have any other questions, comments, or show ideas, just get in touch with me. Have a great work week. Be nice to your HR staff. And until I talk to you again, behave yourselves.